What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. Welcome, listener, to Premium Chapter 216 of the QAnon Anonymous Podcast, the eugenicist celebrity couple repopulating the world episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rakotansky, Liv Agar, Julian Fields, and Travis View. Today we're going to be diving into the strange world of a Silicon Valley-based, fertility-obsessed celebrity couple with plans to populate the perfect world of the future. As you can probably guess, this story involves eugenics, pronatalism, and lots and lots of insemination. Unsurprisingly, Liv chose to explore this topic and will be leading us through the journey, much like sperm is guided through the uterus by tiny podcasters. Liv, it seems like between this and the unvaxxed sperm episode, I am starting to see a trend. <laughs> Honestly, there there is a pronatalist dating app that I tried to join for this, no! but it takes too long to join. <laughs> and the, the like, oh it uses God. AI and it takes you like a month to find a single match. Oh my God. So unfortunately, did not make it into this episode. Oh God. Wow, that's, uh, you know, obviously we do not encourage you once again. I'd like to put it on record <laughs> to do any of these things. And, uh, you know, you feel free to choose different types of topics. Uh, nobody is forcing <laughs> you to do this. <laughs> I'm blinking multiple times. You can't see it. <laughs> yeah, well, let's uh, let's get right into it. Fertility rates and population growth have markedly decreased in the past half a century within more developed countries, with the most reliable future population estimates seeing the rest of the world following suit in the next century. Many different groups have had varyingly absurd reactions to this. White supremacists, for instance, have championed the debunked Great Replacement Theory myth, which holds that the lowering of fertility rates is the result of a conspiracy to destroy the white race, as this decline in fertility has, so far, more prominently affected populations with European ancestry. Some don't even see this as a crisis at all, and mainly just the product of societies where women have more economic and social independence and greater access to contraceptives and abortions, leading them to choose to have fewer kids. This eventual and gradual population decline, some argue, might even reduce carbon emissions and mitigate some of the effects of global warming. But one group of people, some of whom are deeply influential in the American tech world, hold that this ensuing drop in global fertility is a crisis that, if we don't do something drastic to reverse, will cause humanity to go extinct. Pronatalism, as it calls itself, or the moral imperative to have children, has been rapidly spreading through Silicon Valley and adjacent American elite circles just as fast as the HPV strain it's likely been accompanied by. Ah, uh, nice. Got them. Thank you. Got their asses. That'll show them. Yeah, they're done. This group predicts that if global fertility continues to drop at its current rate, humanity will be faced with an existential crisis. And if nothing is done to combat this, to quote one of pronatalism's most prominent believers, Elon Musk, the world will end with a whimper in adult diapers. For while many of pronatalism's adherents have been relatively quiet about their beliefs, simply spreading their gospel at whatever elite summits they attend and having as many kids as possible, there is no individual or couple that has championed this ideology more publicly as of late than the subject of today's episode, Simone and Malcolm Collins. If you've been on Twitter recently, you probably recognize them as, to quote the title of a recent profile of them in The Telegraph, the elite couple breeding to save mankind. That's really taking your own sex very seriously. Yeah. What I really notice is that I always see those articles pop up in my Twitter feed, and it seems like it was just a couple that hired a PR firm to spread the word that they're fucking a lot. Yeah, it, seem, it seems to be that they're just trying to take as many profiles as possible. This is what happens when you apply productivism to sex. <laughs> and also, funny enough about the elite thing, they, they actually didn't like that they were called elite. Mm, okay. They opposed that. It was the, it was the journalist. Yeah. 
Don't call us upper class. Yeah, exactly. It's rich people being like, don't call us rich. Yep. The Collinses are a goofy looking pair of nerds with short blonde hair and <laughs> thick rimmed glasses. Simone's pair being purely aesthetic, as she read that statistically, women with glasses are seen as less approachable but more intelligent. What? And this sort of decision is far from an outlier in how the Collinses have built their lives, having chosen the names of their children after considering that, to quote them, Studies show that unusual names appear disproportionately on the extremes of success and failure. The couple has two boys named Torsten and Octavian, and a newborn girl named Titan Invictus. Okay, okay, so what you're doing to your children... It's not good. It's real bad news, guys. Hi, this is my daughter, Titan. No, don't, don't, don't shorten it. Titan Invictus, please. Okay, sorry, sorry. Um, yes, we're so honored to be invited to Harlow's birthday party. This is Titan Invictus. <laughs> <laughs> They have been, to paraphrase them, responding to any journalist who has contacted them to do a profile about them. Regardless of the wave of scorn against them, these stories have generated. In order to promote a pronatalist culture built on having as many kids as possible, that they think will save our planet from the supposed growing fertility crisis. Outside of their public pronatalist advocacy, they also plan on spreading this culture by convincing all of their children to subscribe to it, with the Collinses planning on having 7 to 13 kids in total. Oh no, they're doing like birthing as like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> and our children will have seven children, and their children will have seven children. <laughs> this is their way of having a much broader long-term impact than two people are usually able to have. Both of them also subscribe to effective altruism and long-termism, two philosophical viewpoints also popular in American elite business circles focused on orienting one's actions to have the most long-term positive effects on the planet, in part by making as much money as possible in order to give to the best charities. According to the Collinses, they have an 18-year sales pitch to give their kids about pronatalism. And if they fail, and their kids choose to move out, never associate with them again, have zero kids, maybe even change their name after the girl, then that is their God-given right. Well, maybe not God-given, because the Collinses describe themselves as secular Calvinists. Okay, so just sickos, just pure sickos. <laughs> or just Calvinists, basically. Yeah. That sounds like Calvinism in general. Yeah, they're trying to make religion less woo. That's very funny. Yeah. As while they are skeptical of institutional religion, they are quite fond of the concept of predestination, or as they describe it, the view that certain people are, quote, chosen to be superior on earth and that free will is an illusion. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like Calvinism to me. Yeah. yeah it, also, it also sounds like it has a bit of uh, Ayn Rand in there. Mm, absolutely. This belief may also relate to their support of the use of gene alteration of embryos as a way to better ensure their children will be more capable of being pronatalists, a tactic they have used on their youngest child, Titan Invictus. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough draw, being Titan Invictus and genetically oh. altered oh, to be no. as pronatalist as possible. Oh. That's a supervillain origin story right there. They're, they're writing the first... <laughs> The first episode. The phrase supervillain origin story will come back <sighs> later on. But they swear this isn't eugenics, and that things like Simone's autism are not selected against. But many are not convinced. While the Collinses have taken any and all requests by journalists to cover them and their unusual ideology, most of the responses to this coverage have been the online equivalent of regular people throwing rotten tomatoes at them. The recent Telegraph profile saw many on Twitter calling the Collinses the eugenics couple. Their obsession with having as many kids as possible was highly associated with similar neuroses about birthrights had by white supremacists. 
Against the waves of scorn they have received, the Collinses continually assert, in seemingly all of these profiles, that they are not eugenicists or racists. They describe their brand of conservatism as pro-LGBT, pro-choice, and pro-immigration, and think that instead of fixing population decline by forcing women to give birth to as many children as possible, they wish to increase fertility rates by creating a pluralistic culture that encourages and rewards families for having children. The Collinses say their pronatalism is not driven by some white supremacist paranoia related to white people being erased, but that following the supposed future global population collapse, the only cultures that will survive will be those with patriarchal and homophobic tendencies that force women to give birth to carry as many children as possible and discriminate against non-traditional sexual relationships. So they want to encourage a culture of pronatalism that doesn't do this. But one reason why people seem to have a fairly automatic reaction of disgust to the Collins' projects and skepticism to those general claims is because of the circles they frequent. Simone being the managing director of Dialogue, for instance, a retreat organized by Peter Thiel and founded by, among others, Elon Musk. A Dialogue also being a retreat where things like pronatalism and fertility rates are discussed, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Collinses seem to be at the center of the developing anti-woke ideological current supported by many giants within the American tech industry and other powerful elite. And the young couple aren't estranged from wealth themselves, operating companies that collectively generate $70 million in yearly revenue. The main one I was able to find is a large travel agency called Travelmax, which has an estimated annual revenue of $37 million and is owned by their parent company, Collins Family Ventures, this being a private equity investment firm that presumably will be passed on to the strongest one of their children, Succession slash Highlander style. Oh, that would be a cool show. Yeah. I've always thought that Succession needed some more cloaks, uh, yeah. some more blades. <laughs> Decapitations. And some more time traveling. <laughs> <laughs> you have been listening to a sample of a premium episode of QAnon Anonymous. We don't run any advertising on the show, and we'd like to keep it that way. For five bucks a month, you'll get access to this episode, a new one each week, and our entire library of premium episodes. So head on over to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous and subscribe. Thank you. Thanks. I love you. Jake loves you. <laughs> <laughs>